the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it's a Thursday. Man, that's all right. We're getting close to Friday. Going to be raining today. Going to be raining tomorrow. Going to really rain Saturday night. All right, just let you know. Uh, They're looking for about an inch and a half tomorrow night. So keep keep that in mind. Uh, I don't think it's going to hamper travel too badly. Just slow down a little bit so you don't end up hitting hydroplaning and end up off of the road. You don't want to do that. All right, we're going to start off with a couple of guests uh, from here locally. We've got uh, State Representative Mark Lowry with us. We have, of course, my uh, favorite legal professor, Robert Steinbach, from Owen Bowen School of Law. And I always need to say that his opinions are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of the School of Law or the university to which it is attached. So the uh, Heritage Foundation sent me some information uh, the other day dealing with uh, a new scorecard that they've come up with, uh, dealing with election integrity. And Mark, you're going to be really excited to hear this. The state of Arkansas was ranked fourth in the United States for election integrity. One of the best states in the United States as far as election integrity goes. And you have a lot to do with that. That makes you feel pretty good, doesn't it? Well, uh, good morning, Dave. It does make me feel good, especially after I, uh, I spoke to one of the researchers at the Heritage Foundation yesterday after you called me and uh, this ranking is based on legislate up-to-date legislation. You know, we passed something uh, like 17 bills in the spring session uh, to deal with election integrity, and they said that uh, this score does take into account uh, all of the changes that we made. Yeah, you guys have done good. I mean, I don't know where you were, you know, ranked before you started. Uh, I thought the integrity of our elections was fair, but uh, you've really tightened a lot of things up now. Uh, yeah, it, you know, this being, and you mentioned it's a brand new scorecard. We don't have the, the benefit of being able to see how much we improved from a previous year. But, uh, you know, it does point out uh, several areas of, you know, obviously when you're 78 out of 100, and that's what the score is, there are still some areas where there's going to be deficiencies. Uh, but overall, I think we did a, a pretty good job of addressing, uh, you know, we got 20 out of 20 on voter ID. Uh, that was one of the things that helped rank us uh, pretty high. Uh, the legislation that uh, I sponsored dealing with absentee ballot management, uh, that was a, a real problem until we uh, passed the the, the uh legislation back in the spring and uh, we we've scored on that 17 out of 21 points uh, but there's a couple of other areas that we still need to work on 
Well, what what areas do they think that you need to work on? Well, uh, specifically, the one that we did the worst on, uh, 19 out of 30 points, was accuracy of voter registration lists. And one of the uh, areas of deficiency is that the, the state election officials do not run, currently do not run, data comparisons between the statewide voter registration list and the Social Security Administration death record. And that's a that's a simple thing to do, to cross-reference, make sure that you don't have uh, dead people still on the voter records. Uh, there are uh, a lot of incidents, not specifically in Arkansas, but across the country of uh, not only uh, dead people still being on the roll, but dead people voting. Uh, you know, so, some families have been uh, aghast when they find out that their, you know, their Uncle Joe, who passed away 10 years previous, uh, is still voting. And yeah. that that does happen in, in parts of the of the country. Well, let, let me get Robert in here. Robert, I wanted to let you know that when you look at this scorecard, the uh, here's the top 10 states, Wisconsin, Missouri, Kansas, uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, and Texas. That's your top ten. Now let's look mm-hmm. at let's look at uh, the the red red states, the ones that are not doing good at all. Mm-hmm. They are Washington State, Oregon State, California, New York, Vermont. Massachusetts, New Jersey, Hawaii, Utah, California, and, of all states, Nebraska. Most of the big blue uh, cities are in those red squares on the map. It uh, goes to show that if you want to be in a uh, an election process that has some integrity to it, you might want to live in the middle of the uh, the country somewhere. It's become apparent, uh, Dave and and Mark, that the left has a new idea when it comes to voting. It's really remarkable how they've, in some respects, boxed themselves in. And their new idea is that we shouldn't have voter integrity because voter integrity somehow interferes with the people who vote, which, of course, it doesn't. Because if you're voting legally, you show up to your polling place, you pull out your driver's license, and you vote. And you say, well, you see, it's, it's really tough, uh, Dave, because some of them don't have driver's licenses. Wait, so l- let me see if I can understand this. Let's try to break this down if we can. You got a guy without a driver's license who can somehow make it to the polling pa- place, by the way, but he can't make it to the DMV to get a license. And let's be clear, you can go to DMV and get an ID card so that you don't have to take a driving test. So there's no test involved. You can get the card from the government the same way you can show up to the polling place. But according to the left, you can make it to the polling place. Apparently that's downhill both ways, but you can't make it to get the government ID. They have gone so much over the deep end that nobody can take the left's position seriously. And it's done in part quite clearly because they don't want voter integrity. Right now, up in New York, in some local elections, they've just voted, I believe it was New York, New York or Massachusetts, to have 
um, non-citizens vote. They don't want only citizens voting. They don't want only legal people voting. They don't, only, they don't want only living people voting, as Mark just described. They'll take their votes wherever they can get it. They used it to get Kennedy into the presidency, and they want to continue to use fraud. And we're lucky because we have a legislator's legislator. And what do I mean by that? Mark, and there are others like him, but Mark is a detail-oriented legislator. And he gets in there and he says, wait a second, <laughs> there are some obvious problems here, and we got to dig into the legislation, fix this line, fix three lines uh, later, et cetera, et cetera. And he digs into the legislation. And that's the kind of legislators that get us high up on this list because they fix the irregularities in the law to create integrity in voting. The left doesn't have it because they don't want it. Yeah, I, it, it's like listening to Pelosi yesterday, Mark. I think you agree with me when I say this. When she stands in front of the press, and talks about the lawlessness she sees in the country. And she says, well, there's no doubt there's lawlessness in our country. People have no respect for the law anymore. And I don't know why they feel that way. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. But we've got to put a stop to it. And they do nothing to put a stop to it. I mean, we see this played out, you know, day in, day out across the nation and in our states and and in our national government we get what we go for i mean we get for what we pass well absolutely and you know rob i want to thank you so much for the kind remarks that you made uh about the work that i've done but i i tell you what i have to really give credit to a lot of legislators that worked with me and if I started naming them, I know I'd leave some some out. But uh, uh, I will also specifically say not only legislators, but uh, Christy Starr, who is the current chairman of the Pulaski County Election Commission, helped us uh, in being able to have really boots on the ground of seeing what some of the issues were that we needed to correct. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Dave, a lot of times legislators, uh, both at the federal and state level, they just they wring their hands about issues, but they don't really want or seem to have a desire to dig down deep to find out what the root causes are and to address those root causes of the problem. Well, uh, and, and you're right, watching Pelosi's uh, press conference yesterday was just um, uh, it was nauseating, frankly. Yeah, it was really hard. It was hard to watch and listen to what she was saying. But you identified something important during the last, uh, I don't know if the last legislative session or the, the legislative session before that, we had a voter ID law and people had to show an ID. However, they had an end around. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a gap left there. And that was that if they said, oh, I forgot my ID, you guys gave them a provisional ballot anyway. And so how many of those were counted? Well, now you don't get a provisional ballot any longer and you got to show an ID. You tighten that up. That was that was really a, a special time here in the state. Who who doesn't have an ID? If you don't have an ID, the state will issue you one. It's not like it's it's rocket science. 
Well, that's exactly right. In 2017, when we passed voter ID law, we we allowed a, a pretty long list of types of IDs that would be uh, uh, could be used, including, as you mentioned, a free ID. Uh, equipment was bought. It was sent to county clerks for them to actually produce uh, uh, IDs for uh, for voters. And so there's really not an excuse. And the truth is, when you look at the, the polling data, but you also look at uh, the results of the 2018 election where we actually put voter ID on the ballot, 80% of our Kansans support voter ID. Uh, and interestingly enough, when you, when you look at the Gallup polling numbers, which also came out to 80%, uh, 71% of non-whites favor it. Yet, you know, the argument is constantly made that we're disenfranchising minority voters. But really, when you poll them uh, and, and get, dig a little deeper, 65% of Democrats favor voter ID. So who, it is, who is it that we're actually disenfranchising? So we have cleaned up voter ID. Uh, the signature verification process um, uh, was a problem, especially on Election Day when you're processing those provisional ballots. Uh, now, uh with absentee ballots, for instance, they have to produce or send a photocopy of their voter ID, their photo ID, along with their absentee ballot, rather than this signature, uh, which uh, becomes problematic in terms of comparing signatures to their voter registration signature. All right. When we come back, we want to talk to Mark some more. We want to talk to Robert some more. And, Robert, I want you to, to uh, talk about something that I've noticed it took the Republicans to get into the majority before voting was really taken seriously in the state of Arkansas. We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, talking about uh, the Heritage and, uh, Integrity Scorecard for elections, and Arkansas has been rated number four in the nation. That's important. That's good. That's good news. Love to hear things like this. We got more for you in just a moment. I got to tell you about my good friend Eric Coleman over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. He is ready to help you to get that special gift for that special someone in your life. I mean, look, you know, jewelry usually you don't go out and buy that for just anybody. You buy it for somebody who has a, a special place in your heart. So you want to buy a a special piece of jewelry that reflects how important those people are to you. Um, I've done a little shopping this Christmas for Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I uh, need to get over and see Eric one more time because there's one more uh, piece that I want to uh, to buy. Remember that if you go to Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, you buy some uh, jewelry there, you get not only what he might have as far as savings on some piece of of jewelry that he's selling, but you're also going to get 20% off if you see, if you say, pardon me, that you heard about it on the Dave Ellswick show. That's at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard here in Little Rock. Sweet E opens at 10 every day, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. If you want to have a time that you can sit down with Eric, talk to him specially uh, uh, about a specific piece of jewelry, call him 501 246 Thirty-six fifty-five. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. 
All right, you just joined us this morning. We're talking about voting integrity. There's nothing more important than knowing that the ballot you cast is being counted correctly for the candidate you cast it for. And uh, our guest on with us uh, here to the uh, the bottom of the hour, I'm going to keep Robert just a, a little while longer because I've got Hans uh, Spakovsky from the Heritage Foundation coming up with us uh, at the bottom of the hour. But and I want uh, Robert to have some questions with him from a legal standpoint. But uh, Arkansas has done well on making changes and and uh, tightening uh, our voting integrity acts up. Does it surprise you, Mark Lowry, that it took getting the Republicans uh, in control before it was taken uh, serious? In fact, you hold your answer. Let me ask Robert that same question. Robert, kind of, kind of surprising that uh, it was the Republicans that are making the integrity of the Arkansas uh, vote, uh, you know, kind of a, a 14 karat gold type of vote in the end no i take your meaning dave but in the end i'm not surprised and here's why i'm not surprised because conservatives have soundly taken over key important issues that the left or at least the liberals years ago had started uh, the key amongst them of course is the first amendment The conservatives own the First Amendment now. The conservatives are the only ones in America who have a commitment to free speech. The left has entirely abandoned that. Now, the left uh, or the liberals, uh, and they are somewhat distinct, uh, the liberals never owned voter integrity. And as I mentioned uh, before the break, they demonstrated their lack of commitment to it, at least uh, in the context of electing uh, John Kennedy. Yep. But they certainly weren't so off, deep off the reservation uh, as they are now. Uh, they, I think both the left and the right, um, maybe 20, 30 years ago, had a general commitment to voter integrity until, until the liberals spun off into the left and decided they don't care about integrity at all. They have no integrity on any of their principles. It's all about outcomes. And they saw that the outcomes of electing leftists would be achieved more easily if they had no voter integrity. And that's when they spun off against voter integrity. And conservatives and Republicans just stayed on track. Yeah, let me let me jump in here now and bring Mark. And Mark, we've seen that play out right in front of us in the press, on the TV news, on my talk show, all the rest of the different ways that we discuss issues. And uh, who is it that fights against voter ID the most? And it's a Democrat party, is it not? It, well, that's exactly right. And as I mentioned, uh, with the polling data from the, from Gallup. They're they're not really defending the rights of people who identify as Democrats because 65 percent of Democrats favor ID. So it is the establishment, the Democrat Party establishment, that is uh, opposing and, and would show up uh, hearing after hearing, uh, or at least some of their uh, their uh, extended uh, advocacy groups, uh, you know, League of Women Voters would show up at, at every hearing. Now, the league, the league says that they are nonpartisan or bipartisan, uh, but they never seem to argue for conservative principles. 
related to to elections. Exactly right. Well, I wanted to have you on this morning to talk about this. We're going to get into a deeper uh, when we come back from the uh, news break here at the very bottom of the hour. And Hans uh, Spakovsky is going to join us from the Heritage Foundation and was someone that was solidly behind uh, this this scorecard. And uh, Robert, you stay right where you're at. Go get a cup of coffee or whatever, a cup of tea. And, and then when mm-hmm. he comes back, we'll talk further about this. But, Mark, we wanted to thank you for all of your hard work and the people that you worked with uh, to get us at number four. And maybe we can get up to number one. That would be fantastic. Well, I think uh, uh, you know, Judicial Watch has sent a letter to Arkansas uh, threatening a lawsuit over uh, the voter registration records and, and of updating and cross-referencing against death database and against the ERIC uh, database. So uh, that's the main area that we are still deficient in. And if we can uh, see some changes in that, it's certainly something that I would bring uh, in my candidacy as Secretary of State uh, to tighten up our voter registration list. All right. Mark Lowry, state representative, thank you for your time. You stay right where you are, Robert Steinbach. I'm not letting you go, and we'll have Hans on with us from the Heritage Foundation. When we return, we got news for you right now. Let's get you caught up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. Uh, we're going to have a lot of rain over the next few days. If you happen to see some discoloration on the ceiling anywhere in your house, so you see some water puddling down by the, the floorboards, uh, you need to give somebody a call. Because, look, the folks over at uh, PI Roofing, they'll come out while it's raining and get a tarp up if necessary to stop uh, the leak that's in your house so that they can stop the damage that's going on in your house. Uh, you'll get a live person who will talk to you. It won't be just... Uh, a recording that you'll run into. 707-3551 is their number. Talk to a live person or, you know, go online if you'd rather do it that way. Maybe you're not, you know, you, you can't uh, get through or whatever. Send off a, a, a note to them at piroofing.com. They'll be ready and willing to help you. That's P.I. Roofing. Dave Ellswick Show, elections are important. I think you know, we all know that maybe it was heightened some in the last election. We saw some of the crazy stuff that was going on. And by the way, those uh, places that you were seeing all that crazy stuff, they're at the bottom of this list from Heritage when they, they scored them for their election integrity. Uh, Kevin Roberts, the president of the Heritage Foundation, said Americans need and deserve elections that they can trust. Heritage's election integrity scorecard gives states a better idea of how their state laws and regulations compare to best practices and where they need improvement. In the coming weeks and months, Heritage will work with our state partners to ensure policymakers and office holders have this valuable information to make reforms. At a time when cynicism runs deep on both ends of the political spectrum, the need to protect the people's elections and to safeguard the value of every citizen's vote couldn't be clear. And that's why they're doing what uh, they are doing. 
We're trying to, we're waiting on uh, Hans Bukowski, who we've had on the show many times about this this specific issue. He works very diligently for this uh, at Heritage. And uh, what they're looking at is, you know, like voter registration, as we heard Mark Lowry uh, talking about how we we uh, we lag in that area. And uh, we've had a lawsuit filed against uh, the state in not cleaning up our voter rolls. And and this is something that you and I have talked about on the air before, Robert. Uh, this mm-hmm. is something that needs to be be done. But the only way it's going to be done is if the if the uh, the the legislature and the governor and of course the Supreme Court get serious about telling counties you got to keep your voting rolls up to date. Hundred percent, Dave, and it's really quite a simple concept, right? It's that if you are not, uh, if you're dead, if the person is dead. They shouldn't be on the books because there is a risk that someone shows up with that now dead person's ID and says, I'm John Smith, and they vote. The problem is that when counties, when localities or states, however it's done, go through their voter logs and see that people haven't voted in years uh, and they try to cross-reference that with other information from time to time, living Potential voters are purged from the system, and that's not good. However, what the left says is conservative agenda to remove people from voting because they don't want people to vote. Well, how does the left know that the conservatives are purging liberals? Meaning, if this claim were true, it's not that the reason that localities and states take voter logs and try to keep them up to date is to bias the system in favor of Republicans, what's the claim that Republicans are able to screen out Democrats more than Republicans? Because otherwise, it's just foolhardy to do it. And there is no such claim. We need to do it carefully. Right. We need to do it in a way that we're not willy nilly taking out actual potential voters from voting. And so that's part of voter integrity. It's getting the dead people out and keeping the live people in. And that's a kind of detail, by the way, that I was referring to in the last half hour when I said Mark is an example of a legislator's legislature's legislator, someone who is detail oriented. He and others are the type of people that will drill down in the legislation to ensure that what happens is that we remove the dead people and don't remove, obviously, the living people. I can't say 100%. I can't say there will never be a mistake in our state of, what, three and a half or so million people, but they can do it in a way that it's a tiny, tiny fraction of a tiny fraction and with an, with an ability to, <clears throat> excuse me, correct it, <clears throat> and that's a reasonable goal for us to have. Yeah, a lot of people, Robert, think that election fraud is, like, not that important, but it is. For every time somebody breaks the rules, somebody's vote is, that has the right to vote uh, is not getting counted. And uh, 
it's only been recently that I think that we've been seeing uh, the law getting more serious about bringing these people in front of a judge. Would you agree with that or disagree? Absolutely. No, I absolutely agree with that. We talked about this when Mark uh, was on the air. And that is for some reason, and it's not for some reason, and I'll explain, the left has abandoned the notion of voter integrity. And it's because the left has moved into a position where there's no such thing as a process. There's no such thing as doing the right thing as a way to achieve a good outcome. The left wants only the outcome. And what outcome does the left want? They want to elect leftists. In and of itself, that outcome is certainly a permissible goal because conservatives, like us, want to elect conservatives. But we want to do it legitimately. And the left doesn't care about legitimate. There is no such thing as legitimate to the far left any longer. Legitimate is how do we get to point A, meaning electing leftists. And we don't care how we do it. Process doesn't matter. Let's just get to point A. Conservatives say, how do we elect conservatives legally, legitimately, fairly? And that's the difference today in modern uh, day between leftists and conservatives in America. Yeah, you know, they're, they're the ends justify the means. That's how, what the that's left. It? That's what the left thinks now. Doesn't matter exactly what it. you got to do. Just get to where you you're trying to go, and we hear it from Pelosi, and we hear it from Schumer, we hear it from Biden, we hear it from all the top echelon in the Republican Party, and uh, the state parties just follow along with what the uh, the national party does. It's just an echo chamber now in the left. Look, I don't want to overstate the distinction there, meaning uh, Republicans and conservatives uh, often uh, take their cues from the party, etc., and so at sometimes that's good when they're looking for ideas and leadership leadership. And sometimes it's not good if there is a mistake, a problem, a lack of commitment to process as well as outcome. I don't think that really happens much these days for conservatives, but it's possible. And it certainly has happened in the past. But, yes, the left has become an echo chamber. And the reason it's more transparent that the left is an echo chamber is because, as I had just articulated, there's no there there. There's no substance there. It's only outcome. Well, when it's only outcome and you put a talking head on television, uh, for example, or radio, and you say, well, why do you want to do this? And they say, well, because it's a good thing. Well, that's not really an explanation. That's a description of the outcome you want to achieve. They have no explanation. They have no explanation why they are against voter integrity, because the ultimate answer for the left is because we want to elect leftists. It's pretty hard to make that statement stick. Well, it's like watching Pelosi yesterday saying that she didn't understand where this idea of lawlessness came from and how to combat it. And then she looked directly at the press and said, maybe you do. In other words, you come up with the narrative and if it helps me, I'll go along with you. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, that's a perfect example, Dave, because Pelosi and her leftist friends have created this environment of lawlessness. We've seen it here in Little Rock. I wrote a letter to the editor in the Dem Gaz a few weeks back. We talked about it on your show about how 
Little Rock has become the city of murder, the city of violence. We are at an all, not all-time high, three-decade high when it comes to dangerous um, violence in Little Rock. Why? Because of the lack of commitment to police and the lack of commitment to safety of our citizens. Since I wrote that letter and talked about it on your show and on Conduit's show, Conduit News show, what has happened? The police chief has made a public statement about why he thinks there's a safety problem. And his claim is, oh, well, uh, we're letting people out too much on bond. I don't think Pulaski County has changed their bond requirements. So that doesn't sound right. And two, we don't have a list of people when they're released from jail so that we can keep track of them. I'm not sure we've ever had a list of that because there are some civil liberties concerns there. You can't go tailing a bunch of ex-cons around the neighborhood. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to keep an eye on them. But making up lists, I'm not sure that's ever been done, and I'm not sure it's constitutional. So that was his response to my letter and your show and Conduit show. And now the mayor uh, just, uh, I think yesterday, in one of the papers, uh, put out a statement. And in that statement, he said, let's see here, Little Rock requests proposals for violence reduction initiatives. Proposals for violence reduction initiatives stop undermining the police. That's proposal number one. And two, hire a new mayor. That's proposal (laughs) number two. That's how we clean up Little Rock's safety issue. Well, the mayor may not like to hear this, but the buck stops at his desk, and he's not doing very well from his desk. That's exactly, exactly right. right. All right. I got, I'm going to take a break. I'll, I'll hold you just for one more uh, yep. segment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're talking about election integrity. We're waiting for a call from uh, Washington, D.C. It has not come yet. Hopefully, we'll get it during the break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't go anywhere. We've got more coming your way. I want to remind you about Pat Davis and his health care plan, how he can save you 30 to 50%. You want to make sure, you want to make sure that you talk to Pat before you agree to any kind of health insurance proposal. He's going to save you 30 to 50%. At least compare. Take enough time to compare So you could probably save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars during the course of a year on your health insurance. And we're talking about health insurance, not a share plan. We're talking about any kind of provider that offers health insurance in the nation that you can draw from. You're looking at no co-pays. You're looking at maybe even getting a check back from the hospital, the doctor, or the uh, you know uh, urgent care facility you went to. It makes sense to check this all out. Just talk to Pat for a few minutes. 501-605-6935. And uh, you can do it online as well at Your Health Plan Man. That's one word. YourHealthPlanMan.com. We've been sitting here for this uh, this hour talking about election integrity. We had uh, State Representative Mark Lowry on. And Hans, I understand that you talked to the uh, representative yesterday 
and uh, he says, you got a good guest coming on. I, I know that. I've had you on many times. So let, let's, talk about, let's talk about election integrity. You all are, have done something about it. You've, you've shown through all kinds of steps and all kinds of, of study who's doing it right, who's doing it wrong. And uh, evidently the state of Arkansas is doing it mostly right. Yeah, actually, uh, they came out uh, uh, fourth in the country in terms of uh, trying to meet our best practices recommendations. Here's what we did, Dave. Look, we we sat down at the beginning of the year with a huge project. This, this took a lot of work. It was very complicated. In essence, what we did is we analyzed the election laws of all 50 states, and then we compared them to uh, 47 different criteria that we had come up, things things that it, it, it will make a lot of sense to folks. Like, you know, does the state have a voter ID law? What does it do to maintain the accuracy of its voter rolls? It's all kinds of uh, issues like that. And then we ranked all the states. Now, Arkansas came in uh, fourth behind Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee, but it was not a perfect score. Remember, if you did everything exactly the way we think you ought to, you would get 100 points. Um, Arkansas came out fourth in the nation, which is great, but the score was a 78. Right. Which indicates that there's still, there's still lots of room for improvement and making things better. It probably doesn't surprise you to, to hear that the worst states in the country were uh, uh, places like California, Nevada, and Hawaii. Yeah, no big surprise there, Hans. I agree. Yeah. I agreed. Yeah, the thing that uh, I think that people need to understand is that here in Arkansas, we're continuing to move forward all all of this. When we talked to Mark, uh, he said one of the things now they're going to work on is cleaning up voter rolls uh, here yeah. in the state. And in fact, there's a lawsuit against the state of Arkansas that we don't do enough to clean up the, the voter laws. And with us on the line as well is Robert Steinbach, who's a law professor over at uh, the Bowen School of Law here in, in Little Rock. And how do we do this, uh, Hans? How do you clean up that voter row to make sure uh, nobody can scream that what we're doing is illegal? Well, look, the National Voter Registration Act has certain um certain requirements for it. But on the other hand, uh, the Help America Vote Act is another federal law says that states are supposed to do things like um, compare their voter registration list to other state databases. The most obvious example is, is you, there ought to be a direct tie-in between the voter registration list and DMV, the driver's license list. Because, you know, when you go in and you get a driver's license, you have to list your residence, where you live, which is obviously going to be the same place where you where you vote. And not only would it help you clean up the rolls, but it's a benefit to voters to know that if they go in to get a new driver's license because they've changed their address, that it will automatically update their voter registration address. Or if they move to another state, get a new driver's license and a new state notifies Arkansas, hey, you need to cancel that Arkansas driver's license. This person now lives here. That information ought to be sent to election officials in Arkansas so they can cancel that person's voter registration. It's just simple steps like that that'll, that'll do it. All right. So, Robert, how's the left going to attack that? 
<laughs> I, I'm really not sure, but I'd like to ask Hans. Hans, why? Uh, I said before you joined us that I think the left has a commitment to having no commitment, meaning that process no longer matters to them. The ends justify the means. And so they don't want voter integrity, not because they're against voter integrity or because they're for voter integrity, but because they fear that voter integrity will undermine their goal of having a bunch of uh, non-citizens vote and even criminals vote improperly for Democrats. I'm not sure they're right about that, but I think that's why they're doing it. Uh, what did he, why do you think the left has so consistently recently opposed simple proposals for voter integrity? Well, I think actually, Robert, you put your, your thumb right on why they did it, because they want those votes. And I'll give you a graphic example of that. I think illustrates exactly what you just said. Um, remember Terry McAuliffe, right? He just lost uh, trying to get reelected as governor in Virginia. Well, some years ago, when he was the governor, the Republican legislature in Virginia passed a very simple, straightforward law. It's one of the things that we recommend. And it basically said that if you got called for jury duty in a state court in Virginia and you were excused because it turned out you were not a U.S. citizen, that information had to be sent by court officials to county election officials so they could take you off the voter rolls. Terry McAuliffe vetoed that bill. Now, yeah. there was no possible reason for that unless you want non-citizens to be able to register, to vote, and to get away with it. All right. Hans, we're almost out of time. Quickly, where should people go? Is it heritage.org they want to go to yeah. to get the, the report card? Yep, it's right up on our main page at heritage.org. All right. Hans, thanks so much. We'll let you go. Robert, thank you for joining us and getting up early and sitting around in your pajamas and talking to us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You have a great day as well. We've been talking about election integrity in this last hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. If you didn't get to hear that whole hour, go to my Facebook Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show and catch up on the podcast. More coming your way. Joe should be on his way here on the Dave Ellswick Show in the next hour. everybody merry christmas happy hanukkah and happy kwanzaa did that did that cover everybody uh, happy new year well you know happy new year but and i gotta get all the other three in there so that nobody sends me nasty grams so anyway they wouldn't do that dave <laughs> you've never seen my email <laughs> you never seen my anyway back with you here on the dave ellswick <laughs> show uh, my thanks to hans uh, spakovsky from the Heritage Foundation, uh, Robert Steinbach, and State Representative Mark Lowry talking about election integrity and uh, the great score that we got 
about election integrity here in the state. We're ranked number four in the United States, and that's a good thing. But there's still things that need to be done, and uh, Mark Lauer and I talked about, you know, they got to go in and clean up the voter rolls. And uh, I'm going to tell you what. I'll, I won't tell you which party will, will complain the most. You figure it out, okay? <laughs> you figure it out. Which one will complain the most that we want to get dead people and stuff off the voters' rolls? Uh, if I was up where I grew up at, I could tell you exactly which party would it be in Illinois. It would be definitely the Democrat Party. I grew up outside of Chicago where mm-hmm. they you, you continue to vote <coughs> in perpetuity. You know, it's, it's an eternal right. Up there, I I bet you my father has voted Democrat more times now since he's died than he did did when he was alive. (laughs) I'm just telling you, Um, it's just it's just terrible up there the way they do it up there. But anyway, at least it's not as bad as what Philadelphia has gotten to when they actually catch him on tape bringing boxes of ballots in when it's all supposed to be closed and they're counting them and. you know, they say we're not trying to cheat. Yeah, okay. Well, they yeah. weren't. They were just doing it. But that's what they do now. They yeah. gaslight you. Don't believe what you see with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. That's not really happening. That didn't really happen. That didn't really happen. That was a box Who are you of papers. Gonna believe me or your lying eyes? That's exactly right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, my thanks to everybody who came out to the classic movie last night or Tuesday night, in fact. To see White Christmas, we were sold out in one whole theater and uh, nearly sold out in the second one. We had a big rush at the end, people wanting to go see see White Christmas on the big screen. Hope you enjoyed it. It's one of those movies that if you've seen it on TV, it's not as good as if you see it on the big screen just because the Technicolor is just incredible on the big screen. So You, you, know, want, oh, you know, one one show that you don't ever hear advertised no more? What? miracle on 34th street oh we show it from, yeah. i know but you, you know used to you've seen it every year on you know yeah. right for christmas but i hadn't seen it in a couple don't even three get, years don't even see christmas story the no. way you used to no you know you don't shoot your eye out <clears throat> you don't see yeah. that all that often. you can't need, have a baby i need to gun. show that again i need to show that on the big screen again i like, I like his little brother when they had him in that suit and he couldn't even bend over or can nothing. i tell you what that's exactly <clears throat> the way it was that movie is about where i grew up at in hammond really? indiana yes uh, they filmed the movie in Cleveland for some reason, but uh, this, uh, the uh, elementary school where the kid sticks his tongue to the flagpole, to the flagpole. that's Harding Elementary School. I know exactly <laughs> where that's at. That's where I went to school as, as a kid, and uh, that, that happened a couple of times when I was a kid there. Just just things that happen when you're a kid, you know. I never did try it. Yeah, but they, you know, they put you in all the, the, the clothing and you can't bend your arms in, kind of like a weightlifter that gets such big biceps that they yeah. can't scratch your back. And uh, they put those stupid boots on you. You'll remember these. They were black, typically. They were rubber. Yep. And they had metal clasps on the front of them. I used to hate those things. Because mm-hmm. when you went out and played in them, the snow would get packed in those clamps and freeze. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't get out of your boots. Mm-hmm. So anyway. We used to call them waiters, Dave. Well, and by the way, by the way, the Santa Claus display was at the Woolworth store, and it looked exactly like that. Santa said at the very top, I never had Santa put his boot in my face. 
and push me down the slide, all right? <laughs> and I never heard him say, you'll shoot your eye out. You know, I never heard that as well. So anyway, let's let's move on. We got Joe here and Duck is back. Yeah, he's been gone for like three weeks. He three had or four a, weeks. Had some problems with uh, one of his legs and uh, he's got it all taken care of except that they, they put him on a, on a cane. But he, he made his way in and... It's good to have you back, brother. I can walk without the cane in the house, but when I'm walking out, you know, on the ground and stuff, I don't feel comfortable enough. Well, yet. it's unlevel and stuff. Yeah, and then and knee still tries to buckle every once in a while, but it's 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 a hundred percent better. Well, I saw you know I saw Joe had one arm, one of your arms over his shoulders, and mm-hmm. he was helping you walk. Not Help him get in the door. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. He we, look, we was wobbling in the door together. You're mm-hmm. looking good, brother. You're looking good. I'm glad that you're here. It's better. It's uh, They said about another six, eight weeks, and it should completely oh heal. So you're talking, you know, <laughs> what, three months then? Yep. But Gosh. I go to the doctor. Your leg is as bad as my right foot. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my right foot won't heal up and stay healed. We're getting old, Dave. I'm not getting we done got. I've gotten. <laughs> I, am, I am definitely old. That's but I did hire me a mechanic yesterday. Oh, you found one. Guy come through yesterday and needing a job and starts Monday. It was ready. Oh, okay. So you don't know if he's really ready to work oh, or not Oh, no. Yet. He's bringing his tools today. <laughs> he, told, yeah. he told Russell, he said, I'll be over today with my tools. So, Well, the last time we had uh, Joe on last Thursday, you had two two interviews set up did they show yeah did they did you hire both of them sure did this is amazing i know it evidently the money is running out that's coming well, th- this guy had been working in another place and they had a little pissing contest and, oh. and he quit and he come by yesterday and well no i need help i told him yeah when can you start when you want me yep that's what you want to hear when do you want me to start Yep. Yeah. Uh, bottom line is, you know, with the way the labor market is, it doesn't pay to get in a pissing contest. No. You know, find an equitable solution and move on. Put Try your, everyone in the world put keep your, your employees. Put your ego to the side. That's the thing. Because typically that's what, what happens. It's an ego's. The way we would say that, in you know, outside the business, it's a pissing contest. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you don't want to get into those. Nope. You know? Somebody's going to lose every time. it's not raining. No. <laughs> and somebody's going to lose every time. Yeah. Somebody has to. Yeah. You know, because no, everybody pushes. Yeah, that's a fact. So I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to hear this because you <laughs> lost somebody who wanted to, yeah. you know, move on and mm-hmm. do something different. And uh, now you've you got two for one. That's good. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. You know, the guy that I've all, I'm always amazed at that works for you mm-hmm. is the young guy that was going to college. That's who I lost. Oh, is, did, he go, did he go back to school? No, he uh, got an IT job. Oh, well, he's good at it. Yeah, he, uh, he had, had his resume out there for a while. Oh, he had okay. his degree and all that, but everybody wanted to hire him, and they wanted him to move to Atlanta or someplace like that. And yeah. Found come some here, local? Come, yeah, Come here, new new company starting up. Yeah, so he gets to stay here. That's and too bad. I like that's Ian. when he jumped on it. Yeah, Ian's a good guy. I watched Ian 
and, and this is what I like to see from young young men. I, he's got a, he had to be in his early twenties when mm-hmm. I first met him, and he was going to school, and he was working at Joe's Garage to put himself through school. That's what he was doing, mm-hmm. and then he found out he kind of liked what he was doing at Joe's Garage, mm-hmm. and he went full time. Yeah. But now he, he's doing what he really loves. That's good. Well, he thinks so. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I told him if he, if, he, if he got to where he didn't like it and he wanted to come back, make me the first call. Yeah. He's a good worker. Plus, I told him, I said, occasionally you're going to hear from me. I said, I need you to come by here and take care of my printers and my computers. Because <laughs> for the past four or five years, if anybody had a problem, I'd say, Ian, go fix that. Yeah. You know, forget that oil change. And well, I put somebody else on it. Our databases are very important, aren't they, Doug? Very important. We have to have them. You know, very there's important. There's not any books anymore. Repair manuals and all all that repair data is on. on there's no more Colton books. No Chilton books. Chilton, Chilton. Chilton. No. That's what. No. Chilton Chilton thing, I, I got manual, steak whatever. on my mind too. Yeah, you can <laughs> still you can still buy them, but they are very hard to get. Are they? Yes. Everything mm-hmm. nowadays, you just punch a computer and. Does, it, does they not have their books on online? I, they do. No. You can look them up like that. You yeah. can look up anything online. Yeah. But the databases that we use are, are, are like VIN-based. For instance, a uh, car comes in and uh, <coughs> you put the VIN number in the system and you go to the repair side of it. It automatically loads the VIN number in there. So what you're looking at on the screen is exactly what applies to that vehicle that year, make and model. Yeah, whatever it's got in it. That's pretty amazing because... The VIN, the VIN number is almost like kind of be like your social security number for your car. That's it is. You know, and I know that I I took uh, Sirius <laughs> up on a, a three-month trial, mm-hmm. and I've kept it because I like listening to Fox News while I'm coming into work and catching up with everything mm-hmm. before I get here. But, uh, yeah, it was it's interesting that they identify you by your VIN number. Mm-hmm. you got to put your VIN number in. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I got it. Turns on your computer or something that it can get the signal. I guess I got a deal yesterday or this week in the mail from Sirius, and they said that uh, now you can put like Teresa's car. She's got a nineteen whatever terrain something another. Yeah, and uh, for one price, you can put both vehicles on it. It's like ninety dollars a year for both vehicles. Okay, for the one Sirius, you know, radio package. That's that's not bad. That's pretty good. No, and that's less than nine dollars a month. Yeah, and that's for both vehicles. Yeah, that's good then. You four fifty a vehicle. Yeah, so and I, I don't like, mind paying that. I like my serious radio. Well, when you look how much I pay for Direct T V, yeah. Four fifty a month seems like a really good deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like a really good deal. My problem is just keeping up where everything is at. Yeah, because they rotate it around. Oh, they change it. I mean, SEC football comes on. They mm-hmm. give you special numbers for that. NFL, special numbers for that. Major League Base. If you think I listen to sports and stuff, you're right. I do. Uh, I'd much rather listen to that than some of the classic rock that they play. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's so classic, just to be honest. Mm-hmm. So how are things going for both of you? Is business? Busy. Busy, busy? Yeah, we're busy. getting real busy. Yeah. See, that's good. I'm glad to hear I'm that. I'm booked out all the way into January the 10th. Somebody told me that. I talked to somebody and said, Dave, I called that Duck's Garage, and they couldn't get me in for two weeks. Yes. And I said, that's because everybody's keeping their old cars because there's no new ones to buy right now. That's I fact. Got, I got a customer <laughs> called yesterday. 
from another shop. He said, hey, I got a 28, 17 or 18 F-250 Ford. He said, we parked it Friday night, come out Saturday morning, won't nothing light up, the dash won't light up, the key won't light up. Uh-oh. I hauled it to my shop, put batteries in it, which he's breaking it tar and brake guy right he said i finally got the instrument cluster to light up nothing else to light up i said you need to go home and see where lightning struck uh-oh he said really and i said yes yeah. so about an hour he calls me back he said you was right right in front of the truck there's a hole about a foot deep that'll do it That's and it. he said reckon what it's gonna cost to fix i said well the first thing you gotta do put ecm in it okay and then go from there i said it could have to replace the seat belts in it Oh, wow. All right. First thing he needs to do is call his insurance company. Yeah, he yeah. Done, I done talked to the insurance guy, mm-hmm. and the insurance guy, I've got a test ECM for one, for them that I can stick in it. It don't make everything work, but it'll make it start and run if it, if it will start and run. And, or at least communicate with it. Yeah, where I can talk to it. Mm-hmm. And the insurance guy says, uh, I'll have it sent to you today. And he said, check it, figure it out. Here's my number. Call me, and I'll be down to see you. All right. They're going to make up their mind whether they want to I'll fix have, it they'll or they'll total, they'll, it. They'll total it out. Yeah, Most they'll likely. total it. It's got 80,000 miles on it. They'll total it. Wow. All right. We got to get a break in. Let's do that 720 in the morning. You're listening to the Dave Ellswick Show. We got our uh, auto guys in here. Joe's here and Duck is here. Good to have Duck back with us. Uh, let's talk about uh, Bumper to Bumper. Uh, they help pay for this show. Uh, they pay for the Car and Truck Doctor Show on Saturdays at nine o'clock every week here well almost every week when holidays come up we take time off this next uh, saturday will be our last live show this year mm-hmm. because we'll be off for christmas we'll be off for new year's day with that uh, in mind uh, are are they keeping up with the problems with the supply chain for you guys absolutely they are they're doing the very best they can do with what they got okay there's I gonna, mean, there's gonna, excuse me, Doug. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. There's gonna be some parts that are still hard to find, but uh, bumper to bumper has stepped up in that regard, and because we were seeing uh, some common stuff getting hard to get, but now it's it, that part's gone. They've, yeah. they've stepped it up. It's it's really great. Thermostats they got kind of short for a few days, but they're back up and you know back in stock and most of all the filters are all back in stock that they had you know they was running but it's a whole lot better than it was dave okay so things are starting to heal themselves kinda well (laughs) i i I need i gotta i'm trying to be positive here i got a 2016 (laughs) f-350 four truck need a front wheel bearing four wheel drive the oldest one I could find was through Motocraft. Ford didn't have one, you know, mm-hmm. move yeah. or nobody had one. I found one through Motocraft, and I called a customer, and, or Russell <laughs> did call a customer and told him, said, this is the price. I can get it today, or we can wait a couple, three weeks and get this price. And the guy said, Honda, it's my work truck. Fix yeah, it. And get it yeah. fixed. Yeah. And it was about twice the price it should have been, but they had two in stock, and I needed both of them. It's right. the way it works. Yep. All right, bumper to bumper makes it possible for Joe and Duck to get their parts, so they can hopefully get you in and get you out because they want to see they want to take good care of you. But it also slows them down if they can't get the parts on a timely manner. That's exactly right. Because your car sits in their bay, and that's not what they want. They want they want your car in. They want to fix your car, 
and then they want to get it out and get the next one in. The guy or gal is thinking, That's been in I'm line the, for I'm a week. Only, yeah, I'm the only person in the world, and I need to get my car fixed. Well, yep. Everybody needs their car, I promise you. Yeah. This time of year, they really need them this time of year. Right. And we're doing, and, and it ain't just me and Joe, it's all of our shops. We're doing the very best we can do because we're all shorthanded. You know, I've been shorthanded all year. You know, Joe lost one, and you know, but. Picked the, up another couple. Yeah, and I picked up one. I hired one yesterday, but it's good. All right, got to get a break in. That's bumper to bumper. You go to a bumper to bumper certified service center, you'll get bumper to bumper parts. Two years on the warranty, 20,000 miles, 24,000 miles. Okay, so I was watching a commercial the other day, and you know the big push going on right now, guys, is electric car. Yep, sure. Uh, EVS. Get used to those three words, all right, or three letters, EVS, uh, electric vehicles. And I uh, I was looking, it was, what was it? It wasn't one of the upper echelon. It wasn't Lexus. It wasn't Cadillac. It wasn't BMW or anything. It was just a normal. Hyundai's got one now. Yeah. Well, it was just a normal car. And they said that you should get in and, and put your, your down payment on it and hold it, you know. You know how much a car was? And this is just the starting mo- 70 grand for mm-hmm. a starting model. For a plain Jane model. $70,000. No wonder the federal government saying, well, we want to move the electric cars to so do that. We'll give you, you know, a, a, a governmental, uh, you know, some money. To buy your car, twelve. We'll give you twelve thousand dollars. That makes that car still fifty-eight thousand dollars. But that ain't twelve thousand dollars in your pocket, though, Dave. No, that's a, take it off your tax. Yeah, that's a twelve thousand dollars tax credit. That's right. It's just, it's really crazy. I'm t- this whole thing that by thirty, by twenty thirty, we're going to be at forty-five percent electric on the highways. It ain't going to happen. Start with we can't charge them. We don't have enough electricity to charge them. We don't have the, the the infrastructure across the nation to charge them to take care of them. There are going to be a whole lot of cars sitting sitting on the side of the road, if you ask me, or in their garages even. It's crazy. I mean, I just, I mean, if you want to look fifty, a hundred years down the road, I would say probably you're looking at something. I mean, from the time that Ford, Henry Ford, started. You know, being able to make the the, the Model T and make it uh, on an assembly line, it took decades to make the average person have one across the whole country, and to be able to find gasoline while you were going across the country. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't like it is right now. No, back sure then. Hmm. Back then was what electric is now. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. <laughs> just the way it is and i don't know everybody says that they think that it's going to be the be all the end all and there's just i'm just telling you there's downsides they're not talking about there's You're down there's downsides to the learning this curve and everything dave yep it's gonna be crazy and it's not like you're going to have all electrics on the road and there's not going to be any internal combustion engines out there anymore there are going to be just as many of those as there's going to be electric cars, if not more, for a long time. Sure. Well, most people can't afford to buy one, Dave, well, even if it's used. $70,000, that's pretty 
<laughs> that's pretty good for me. You know me, I can't. All right, I got Bill O'Reilly. We've got to come in here what Bill's going to tell us, and then we'll be back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer. I talked about East End Towing earlier in the show. Let me remind you about them again. doesn't matter the situation you find yourself in. If you need a tow, you need to call East End Towing. They will take good care of you. If it's a flat tire, if you locked your keys in your your truck, uh, if the car just stopped on the side of the road, if you happen to be pulling your trailer when it happens, they know what to do. Uh, They are members of the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed, they're insured, and all their trucks are permitted. You call them, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. And by the way, put that in your phone because if you write it down and stick it in your glove compartment and you lock your keys in your car, you can't get to it. Just letting you know. All right, put it on your phone. That's uh, 501-888-8849, East in Towing. All right, so Joe's here and uh, Ducker here, and let's let's get a car question in here. Um, we're talking about how much you're wanting to charge for electric cars and mm-hmm. a lot of the things they're trying to – they're selling it's, – it's snake oil, I'm just telling you. They're selling you smoke and mirrors out there right now. And the only reason that the car manufacturers are – doing what they are doing in putting all the ads on television and on radio and in magazines and all the rest is they want you to think they're doing something because there's some of you that think that electric cars are going to save the planet. You're going to find out that ain't going to happen. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a big believer in the fact that automobiles have destroyed their are, uh, what you're not Al Gore? No, <laughs> I just I, you know if you if you think at it in my terms, what does the carbon footprint of one volcanic blast put into the atmosphere? That's right. How many cars would you have to run? All to the cars ever made. That's correct. How many times they blast they the space shuttle off? That they said it took so many cars, like a million cars, for what it put out one time. It's like Bezos. Yeah. Millionaires paying him big money to send them up in space. How much crap are they dumping in the atmosphere? A lot. And now they're hauling these tornadoes that went through, you know, last weekend. It's probably because of climate change. We've been having tornadoes in this country for ever since it's been a country. When the cold air meets the hot air. That's right. You're going to have bad weather. Look up there right now. They're having 100-mile-an-hour winds. You know, but... And they say it's due to the to the cold air hitting the warm air is what's causing all this. But they're all hollering that this is climate. It's not. You know, it, we've been having this for years and years, and we'll have it for another million years if we all live to get that long. But, you know, well, look let, at China. Me, they let, had to wear a mask over there because they don't ever get to see the sun. So let me let me tell you some truth here. You ain't going to live a million years. No, but I can wish. <laughs> I can guarantee you ain't gonna live a million years. But but and I, I gotta think you'll if you had to live a million years, by the time you get into the end, you'll be saying, "Take me, hurry mm-hmm. up right now, come on, yeah. get me, take me." I want to go in China. You know, there you, you see pictures and the, it's fogged out. So what are they doing to that? Yeah, atmosphere? Beijing. Yeah, 
They're not doing anything. I went to EPA meeting up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I asked the lady if the United States does everything possible to control this, what is it going to make? And she looked at me and she said, none, because no other country is doing anything. Not doing as much as we're doing. So I understand. I don't want my air when I can't see the sun. I, I agree there. Don't you, Joe? Oh, absolutely. I grew up with that. I grew you know, up, but, up along the edge mm-hmm. of Lake but Michigan with all the went, steel companies. Were. We have went way overboard, in my, and that's my opinion, and ain't nobody else's opinion but mine, but we went way overboard trying to make these cars do stuff that, that they're not going to do. I'll give you an example. You can have an enclosed shop. My shop has got uh, eight doors in it. You got vents. I don't use them, Dave. I know. I used no to be. Reason they to. put you hook the hose up to yeah. the to the exhaust you know, you, and then to you, the door. The reason is this: you can bring a car in that's carbureted and run it in that building, that six thousand square foot building, for five minutes. I can smell it. You put a full fuel injected engine in there. You can run it all day long. You don't and smell you'll it. never smell it because the the efficiency of that engine is is so good. It has reduced the emissions coming out that tailpipe by twenty fold. Yeah, and that's a fact. Doug, yes. When's the last time you hooked a tube up on one? Right, they're laying over in a corner. That's it. Occasionally we got to break them out, but most of the time, you know, if we get one turbos went down onto something other, they'll hook it up and blow well, it. Sure, because it's gonna smoke yeah. like a tar kettle. Until it, it gets the exhaust cleaned out. Yeah. We do the same thing. But I'm just saying the average car, we used to pull them in and we were sitting there running in the wintertime and working on them. We'd have to put the tubes on there. Because it didn't, you couldn't breathe. That's correct. But nowadays you don't. You have one that comes in that is not running right. You can identify it immediately if it's running too rich. It won't run in that building but two minutes and you can smell it. And, of course, we'll have to put the tube on that while we're working on it. But... If it's running like it's supposed to, and it's in there for a brake job or a coolant leak, and you're letting front it run, alignment or whatever, you're letting it sit there and run while the coolant warms up. We don't have to put a tube on it, Dave. No, like I say, mine pile up over in the corner. Yeah, I mean we, you know, very sad. And I have, I have two vents, you know, that works off a fan that I can turn on. It, you know, if in the summertime when it gets bad hot in there, we'll turn them on, you know, and pull the air through the building. But you know, that's about it. Well, you but, know, I, I'm just giving an example of how much we have in, improved. improved. And this, this goes from back in uh, the last carbureted engine out there was in 86 and back. Since 87 mm-hmm. and up, they've been fuel injected. Yeah, and, and they've got better every year. Every year they've made them more cleaner and more cleaner. In the past you know. 35 years, we've took the emission out of one engine and reduced it 80 90%. promise you. And it well, it's them, good to hear that, but uh, like you say, because if you're getting that clean, you only can get so clean. Oh well, they're they're trying to get it down to where you, it's your lawnmowers, your tractors. Oh, they're going to make all that illegal. Well, they've all they've already got converters on on lawnmowers now and, and on tractors. Yep. I'm like, okay, what's what's up with that? It's a lawnmower. I mm-hmm. use it once a week. <laughs> Farm tractors, they all got the you know? death system, everything on them now. It's incredible. All right. This uh, to, uh, 2009 Toyota, is it Sina? Is that what Sienna. 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 Six-cylinder, three-and-a-half liter. Uh, it's not starting. We'll click, click when turning the key, then go totally dead. Battery's good, long-term problem. 
have replaced starter, ignition switch, and battery. Used to have an aftermarket remote starter. I removed it. Van will run fine. Start and restart even on short trips for a month straight, then not start out of the blue. This random pattern has happened for more than a year despite changing uh, let me get this right. Starter, ignition, switch, and battery. In her van, all lights come on as normal, but then turn key to start and hear click, click, click. Then all lights stop. It stops making all noise and is completely dead, with one strange exception. While everything else completely shuts down, the six CD changer will shuffle all the CDs while everything else is silent and dark. Wait a few minutes, try the key again, and the engine may quickly start, or it might not. You just never know. Sometimes when it's gone dead after an attempted start and not even the smallest light lights up, you can put jumper cables on for a mere 60 seconds and fires right back up and then runs fine for a month. What's going on here? All right, that's what Wit wants to know. And uh, he, it sounds to me like he's at his wit's end. <laughs> yeah, sounds to me like it, too. Yep. I think he's got something drawing the battery down and uh, intermittently, and uh, the battery's dead. When he jumps it off, it fires up. But the click, click, click noise is uh, if you turn your key and you go to the crank position and the lights flicker and go dead and you hear it, that's a dead battery, isn't it, Doug? Yep. And Every it could, time. could be a bad connection somewhere, but, you know, you're going to have to take it to somebody and let somebody know what they're doing to fix it, correct? Well, he says it's like, you know, it might do good for a month, then next time it does it again. Well, it's 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 got something drawing it down or something's left on. Yep. The reason the CD changer does that, that, that cycling yeah. is because of low voltage. Because of low voltage. It doesn't know what to do. So. Yeah, it's not getting a full signal telling it not to do it, so it's it just starts changing stuff. So what you're telling me is you should take it in to a bumper-to-bumper certified service center and then it's going to probably take you guys a day to figure even it's out going what's going on. going to be longer than a day. Yeah, a day okay. or two or three or four. you got to catch it doing You have it. to duplicate it. Yeah. And, but if the way he's describing it, it shouldn't be too hard to duplicate, you know. And we've had them in there and kept them for a month, you know, start them every day, every day, mess with them, start them, run them. And then finally one day you'll go out there and start it and it won't run. And then you look at all of the readouts. Yeah, Sometimes we'll we'll say, all right, we haven't been able to duplicate this, so what we're going to do, we're going to remove some fuses from some of the accessories on the vehicle, like his CD player and radio. We'll take those fuses out, go into the amp and the radio, and say, now you drive it for a week with no radio. You want to listen to it? You have to hook your headphones up and take your phone with yeah. you if you want to listen to yeah. something. And if that if that doesn't reoccur, then we assume that it's the info system or the radio entertainment part of it amp or something and then we can move on from there and say we'll concentrate on this specific area right Doug? yes and i've have seen it where the door switches don't turn the light off that's correct they come on in the middle of the night depending on temperature yep wow and run the battery down that's crazy well you have to remember a lot of these vehicles dave when you when you shut them off and walk away from them with the key it's 45 minutes before they go to sleep yeah before they go completely to sleep I, I promise that I'm. I got you know. I can record things on my phone and, and then dump them in a Dropbox and play them on the air. I want to play for everybody what my car sounds like when I turn the head. I turn the headlights on instead of walking into a completely dark, you know, garage. Mm-hmm. And 
man, it sounds like I got a choir going on. <laughs> you know, they're all humming away, you know, and talking yep. to each other and uh, getting everything ready to go. And by the time I get in my car and the headlights go off, when the headlights go off, quiet. Yep. It's like sitting there going, okay, we're ready. That's correct. That's <laughs> what's happening. Let's do this, all right? Okay. All right, I got uh, another one here from, uh, what we got? I'm looking for some things that are, Cameron has a 2002 GMC Sierra 1500, 8-cylinder, 4.8-liter engine. How do I resolve a security system issue with my truck concerning starting and running? I replaced the steering column, put the original ignition key cylinder into the replacement steering column. I try to start the truck with no positive results. The uh, engine cranks but shuts off immediately with security lights flashing. I have disconnected a whole lot of things as far as the battery cables, isolated the battery, uh, connected a jumper cable, the positive side, ground cables together to drain all residual power from the computer system. I then reconnected the cables, did all the things. I then tried to start the engine and had same results as previously described. So you give me the answer to that while you guys talk about it during the break. We get our final break here on uh, the, uh, our, our friends from the car and truck doctors who come in on Thursday. Give you an hour of this on Thursday as well. Brought to you by Bumper Bumper. Don't forget about David Lucas Financial. He says uh, you want to know about how to buy silver and gold. Well, he can he can train you how to do that. Uh, learn how silver and gold can uh, uh, could help. You protect your assets, your IRA, your 401k, and, of course, uh, all your hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed uh, traditional wholesalers in the country, and uh, you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. Learn more about buying silver and gold. Protect uh, the assets that you have. By calling 501-202-3315. Investment advisory uh, services are offered through the David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, back with you. Yeah. Yeah, We're talking about uh, the tornadoes that went through uh, Kentucky. And uh, Duck was talking about they found a couple that were a quarter of a mile away from their house from their house and their house was gone the tornado sucked it right off of the of the uh, concrete slab and i just was talking about i've got a safe room in my garage and i've got these really long bolts that go all the way through and then they tighten it all down and it's uh, it's supposed to be able to take the power of an EF five. Now I don't want to be inside that baby if me neither. If he gets hit by an EF five, you don't want to be the tester. No, I do not want okay. to be the tester. I uh, think you are too. What do you think, Joe? Well, no, not really. That's that's hard to organize. I got I got a call, not a call, but a text from uh, um, oh, what the guy from uh, Bumper to Bumper. I can't think of his name. All of Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, yeah, Jerry Roca sent me a text, and he was in his. Mm-hmm. Heidi hole and he's got his it's dug out underneath the uh car garage yeah and you just pull back the door and then you walk down the steps and close it behind you and bolt it mm-hmm. and i would think personally that's probably the best one to have however 
you got to move your car out. And however, what if, the build, what if the house collapses on top now, of you? That's another story. Now, what's good about mine is that when you open the door, it opens into where so you're sitting. So you if get out. debris is all around it, you can at least grab hold of it and try to start moving some stuff out of the way. Sure. And get and get out of it. But, yeah, it's that was one thing that my, my wife demanded. She's from Texas. She knows. She knows about tornadoes. And uh, and she was up there and uh, grew up outside of Wichita Falls where they had a terrible, but terrible tornadoes, come, tornadoes through. come through there. You remember uh, That's Incredible, old mm-hmm. TV show? And they showed, you know, Wichita Falls before those tornadoes came through and after they came through. And it was like a lot of that, that one house you just talked about. It just took the houses and everything. Just exploded. They were gone finished but it amazed me how they can blow a house completely apart and there sets a dining room table and leave the full settings for and, dinner and it, it won't touch none of them yeah i mean it, it's it's all done it's all because of air pressure yeah it, it, but it, it implodes them i don't i don't know either that's why you open the windows it's to equalize the pressure but anyway so this car that you just you know this, yeah you just read yeah so what do you think joe well, it's to me it's a key recognition error because start run die start run die means that it uh, doesn't recognize the key. And he's he said that. he put a steering column in it, yeah. Yeah. and he took his old ignition switch out, mm-hmm. but he did not change the halo. That's probably right, most likely. It's going to have to be relearned, and 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 you can do that. There is a procedure on the internet, like a ten ten ten. Turn the key on. Wait ten minutes. Turn cycle it on. Turn it back off. Put it back on. Wait ten minutes. Got to do that three times. If he's done that procedure and it hasn't learned, then he has a problem with whatever he done because it's very simple. He didn't have this issue before he worked on it. Now he has this issue. Now he's got it's the problem. something he done. He could have pinched a wire. He could have cut a wire. He could have unplugged something. We don't know. Yeah, and he said he replaced the switch out of the old column into mm-hmm. the new column, but he didn't change the halo. If you don't change the halo, then it don't recognize it. Yeah, he's he's got issues there. So, so it's as if. Uh, what doesn't what think Kenneth right. says all That's the time: correct. DIY is not do it yourself; it's destroy it yourself. yourself. Yeah, because yeah. you you might you think you're doing the right thing, you probably don't know. I had a I had a customer call me uh, earlier this week, and he said, "I I need to ask you a question." I said, "What is it?" And I get those calls all the time, Dave, because we do this show. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I put a uh, it was a Chevrolet truck." He said, "I put a multifunction switch in it." which is a turn signal, and it's got uh, a wiper switch in it and a headlight dimmer and all that, and it's, and it's got a, a hazard switch in it and all that. And he said, after I put that in, my truck won't start. And he said, I, I think I've possibly done something. And I said, there's not a possibility there. We're starting before. <laughs> yeah, you did do something. I said, just think. I said, you created this. Now, you're going to have to go back in there and figure out what you did. You've left something unplugged. You've pinched a wire. You've cut a wire. You've done something. I said, yep. because that's not recognizing that key. That's and why it won't crank and run. It most yeah. likely left something unplugged. Most likely. Yeah, that's, what, that's what we find most of the time. I can explain this by not talking about cars, but I can talk about baking. All right? I like to bake. Mm-hmm. And uh, I promised Heidi some of my great date bars. And I made them. And I went to cut them. And I needed to get one of those diamond things that you put on the saws to yeah. cut them they were they were like a rock and i'm going what 
you know, that did this. And then I found out there was one ingredient I, I had missed. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't put the baking powder in, mm-hmm. it didn't rise. It got, cooked. It cooked really well. <laughs> got a hockey puck. It came out like a rock. So you were trying yeah. to say you were doing Ellie, Ellie Clanton's uh, biscuits? Yes. Yeah. Throw against the wall, knock a hole in the wall. That's right. That's exactly. Yeah, Ellie May. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know Max Beard is still alive? Yep. yep. Only one. That's Jethro, just yep. so you know. I I used to like when he and, and Buddy Ebsen were shooting flies mm-hmm. off the branch of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> that was... That was funny stuff. That's a great. You could do that. You can't do that show anymore. Just no. Some of the things that were said, you can't do it anymore. Yep. Even because you couldn't take the stuff out, but it resonated with people because it made funny. It made fun of rich people. Correct. Yep. And people love to watch mm-hmm. them get their kind of come up at um, up at. Christmas, Christmas Day, they're going to have an all-day special on the Clampets, on the Hillbillies. Oh, are they? Yep, all-day special. I, I want to see them. On IN, INS, something okay. other, TV. Yeah, it's inspirational TV? No, I, it, INSP? No, it's it's one of the Western channels. Ah, it's Me TV. Okay. Yeah, Me TV, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Bo- bottom line, the one that I'm looking for, they're going to have on Christmas Day, they're going to do a whole show. On um, John Madden, yeah, I can't, wa- I can't wait to watch that. That's going to be fun. I can't either. I, I like him. He was very good. He was. All right, got a break. I've been told to get out of there. Thank you. Thank Dave. you very much, Joe. Good to Thank see you. you. Good to see you. And I'll be back and see you in the morning. I'm talking to you. Yeah, on, you're listening to me on your car, on your other device. I'll see you tomorrow, at six a.m. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.